0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Revive West Des Moines podcast. I'm Jamie Richards, the young adult minister at Hope West Des Moines. What you are about to hear is the live recording from Revive West Des Moines this past week. We hope you can connect with God and the good life that God has for you through what you hear in this message. Check it out. Hello, Revive, how are you guys? Okay, you guys are awake. That's good because um, I don't get to come often, but when I do, I feel like it's I feel like I'm always on an assignment, because from it's been a few years now, Jamie has brought me here at least once a year to use my gift, and I don't believe that um, it's any accident that I'm here, because you guys are talking about the fruits of the Spirit. And you're going to see me float around the room because I am very animated, but also I am full of love. I'm full of encouragement. I'm full of, I'm full of life. I'm in a very unique season. So for those that do not know me, my name is Julianne. Um, I go here at Hope, but I worship and I serve at Hope Elam. Um, but I'm looking forward to a very, very powerful night. And so today, um, there's a clicker. I need to grab that clicker. Anyone pass that to me? Oh, you're so kind. Okay. So today we're going to jump right into it because you didn't give me that much time. And if anybody knows me, I like to take up all the time. So we're going to be talking about gentleness. I don't like the way this mic sounds right now. I really don't. Um, but we're going to be talking about gentleness. And the reason why we're going to be talking about gentleness is because it's one of the fruits of the Spirit but I also think it's the biggest problem that we have in the body of Christ. And so I'm hoping that today, each of us can have an understanding about what gentleness is, but also why it's important for us to have it. Because as we break down these scriptures today a little bit, uh, we're gonna see why and how beneficial gentleness can be. Okay, and so here in, Philippians, I'm just going to jump right into it. And then we're going to, we're going to have a conversation. And it says here, Philippians 2, uh, Philippians 2 verses 5, verses 1 through 5. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the, in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love being one in spirit and one in mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships, that's key, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. And so when... I've seen the topic today, I'm going to be real and raw. I used to think that I was a gentle person. I used to really think, like, oh, I'm gentle. And then I asked my wife. and She was like, yeah, um, you're kind, but you're not gentle. And I started to think about that. Like, what do you mean I'm not gentle? Like, I'm the gentlest guy around. And she like, Julian, when I think of gentleness, I don't think of you. And I'm like, okay. So what do I got to change? And a lot of times God will allow you to teach on a message because you need it as well. And I think so many times we get ahead of ourselves in this world because we have to have what we think that we need. And so what we do is we start to move quick. We start to move fast. We start to become very uh, impatient, which patience is a, a fruit of the Spirit. And we start to pretty much be disrespectful and rude to people. Now, I don't know about you, but in, in my life I've been hurt by the world. I've been hurt by people, I've been hurt just by the, the sinful nature of this world that you know, people die, you get, you get bad hands, you get bad hands of cards, right? And so for me, I started to really dig deep on like, okay God, like, how can I become more gentle? And it says it right here, If you look at verse three, it says, do nothing out of selfish ambition. And this is Paul speaking. And Paul is speaking to the, he's in the town of Philippi, the church of Philippi. And if you go back to the, if you go back to actually chapter one, he's talking about how to treat and love people externally. But in this chapter, he's actually talking about how do we love people in the body of Christ. It's very important because it's easy to gather with people that you love And no, but to be honest with you, I've known so many people that have been church hurt by people in the body of Christ. And I think that gentleness is the problem because I don't think we understand really what gentleness looks like. I believe that we have a lot of kind people in the room, but maybe we do not have enough gentle people in the room because a lot of times we can love people or try to be self-righteous because God has touched us, because God has saved us, because God has done a new thing in our lives. And what happens is we tend to lord that over people. And what happens is for people that are coming into the body of Christ, they get hurt. And I know a few people in my life that I've been very close to that won't even step foot into the church because the church just can't get it right. And I'll probably camp out in this area of unity in the body. And the reason why is because it's the biggest problem in America. I think sometimes we think that the problem is with the world. Like when we think about division, a lot of times I think we don't really think about the body of Christ. I think we think about like all these movements out here. I think we think about the world and people getting murdered, kids getting shot in school. I think we think about things like that. But we never really think first like, oh, no, I think the most division is happening in the body of Christ. If I'm being truthful. We got so many churches. If you go down to like Memphis, it's like the Bible Belt, Texas and that area. It's got so many churches. And we have the power of God. But the problem is I don't think we're exercising it the right way. Because in the body of Christ, we should be selfless. We should be considerate. We should be humble. Be kind, be generous, and be mindful of others. But if, I really, if I'm really diving deep into my spirit, even though we feel like we hit the mark, if we're being truthful, if we're really being truthful about ourselves, a lot of us, We're trying our best to be kind and not being gentle. A lot of us, we want to be worship leaders. A lot of us want to serve in the church. A lot of us use church to hide. Let's just be real. A lot of us use church to hide. We come here, we got a little crew, and we try to be cool and really not even recognizing that you're just being, (laughs) well, for one, when you try to come to church and be cool, for one, it's just pride. Pride hides. And humility is hidden. But a lot of times we come to church, we try to look the part, but never really becoming the part. And you wonder why the church is divided. And the reason why I like this uh, topic of gentleness today is because I'm hoping that as we come together, as we learn about gentleness, that we can actually stop having people come to the church and get hurt. Because God wants to send people like he sent the prophets, then the prophets would just get murdered by God's people. And the reason why they would get murdered, and you guys know why, is because they were living in sin. And we have a sin issue in the body of Christ. We do have a sin issue. Because there's no way somebody should be able to come to church and run into somebody that's being being super-duper prideful. Flexing on your gift. Because Christ could have been done that. See, when Christ came, no one even knew that he, who he was. He didn't have, like, he didn't come through, like, on a magic carpet with Abu. He, he didn't just come in there floating. Like, and he could have. He could have been, like, when he went to the, the Jordan and John the Baptist was right there chilling, he could have walked on water to him just to prove, like, hey, this is me. But instead, he came in human form. And it talks about he gave up his heavenly, his divine privileges. Because I'm I'm guessing because he probably didn't want people to be super duper offended. He didn't want to lord it over people. Because in life, what we tend to do, this is a good one. We tend to lead with our gift and not with our heart. Oh, yeah, God anointed me. I got a little gift now. And this is how we start walking. I don't know if you've ever seen somebody walking, but we get to like, I got my little gift now. I'm a worship leader or, you know, I'm a preacher. Or, you know, we get to acting like this. And it's like, if you really had eyes to see, no one really wants to have anything to do with that. They don't. And that's why we need to be gentle. And not just in the body of Christ, but in our relationships. How many of us are in a relationship? Everybody's hands should go up because everybody got a friend. I hope. <laughs> If not, I'll be your friend. But in relationships, it's so important for us to be gentle. Because we can hurt people. You guys heard the saying, hurt people hurt people, right? And if you're not healed, what happens is you tend to just hurt people more. And then when you're trying to tell people about Jesus, they're not trying to hear it. See, people want to connect with the God in you. They're not really trying to have really anything to do with you because for me Julian Dispute I am sinful as I, I'll get out but every day I am trying to become sanctified I'm trying to become more holy I'm trying to become more loving I'm trying to become more patient because I know what Christ did for me and even though I could be flexing my pecs and I can be feeling really good because God has blessed me. I'm not trying to say it like that, but <laughs> I've been working out um, jokes. But I'm serious, though, because the thing that breaks my heart the most as I continue to, as I continue to grow and walk in my calling is sometimes I have a hard time going to church. You know what I mean? Because, and if you're really walking this out, hear me what I'm saying. If you're really walking this out, it should break your heart when people tell you that they just don't want to go to church because of how people treated them. Yeah. If you're really walking that, out. Now, if you're not really walking it out, you would not have any idea what people are talking about. You're like, well, Church is cool, man. Like, no, church is tough nowadays. Yeah. People got, man, there's a church on every block. I think at Hope Elam, we got two churches down the street. And you hear people bicker about church, 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 church. We have a problem in our hearts, guys. We have a problem in our hearts. And I love this scripture right here because this tells us how we need to be. And so it's talking about Christ and it says, who being in very nature, God did not consider equality with God, something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. That's the thing I think that we're missing. We are, we are so quick to be served. We want to be served. We, we done went through life. We done been to this place. I finally got here. You served me. You owe me. But here's the thing. If you're doing it the way that Christ has called us to, if you're a worship leader like Jacob heard, you use your gift to serve even more. Like your job is to become humble in spirit for those people. Like, This is what I always tell people. When you're following Christ, it's the most rewarding thing, but it's also the most challenging thing. Because your sinful nature, your sinful nature is always constantly at war. And as you continue to keep walking this out, especially when you get into a a position of leadership, you are held accountable to certain things. There is levels to this. Like people want the front side of the blessing, but they always forget about the back side of it. I want you to really think about that. People want the promotion at work, but then they say, yeah, you gotta be here at 6.30. What you, uh, 6.30, yeah, I mean, you, you, this is is really what you want. Then we start to second guess. And the same thing when it comes to the, uh, the, when it comes to our relationship with Christ. We get to a position where we're like, well, Okay, I want to follow Christ. And then he shows you how you have to live. And you're like, so you mean to tell me that, like, I have to really be honest? Oh, I have to really walk walk out and be naked? I have to really love people that way? Well, this is what you signed up for. And here's the thing. The reason why people don't really fully understand that is because a lot of us, for being truthful, have a hard time. receiving God's love the way that you need to. For me, when God was trying to pursue me over and over and over, when I was living in sin, when I was far away from him, when I was in the dark, to be honest with you, I felt unworthy to the point I would just push him away. Now, I'm speaking to somebody that has maybe been in the position with God where when you go home, like you take off the mask and you're you're scared to open up the word because the word may convict you, but then you've been praying for breakthrough. You've been praying for change. You've been praying for the relationship. You've been praying for a promotion. See, when we get aligned to God's will, things do change, but God has to change you internally. That's why I love the fruits of the spirit because there's only nine of them. It's not like this laundry list of like 20 things. If there's a check sheet that we're checking out, we should be checking out the fruit of the Spirit, right? And the first one, I just want to bring it up because it's right here. The first one is love. We know about it. So first one's love. The second one is joy. The third one is peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, okay? Gentleness, I want to say this really clear right here. I don't want to get there yet. Actually, I want to go back. And I feel like, see, Jamie, this is what I feel like. I'm flowing, but then at the same time, I'm looking at my watch and my clock, and I'm already feeling like I got to be done. But let me say this, too. Maybe you are a person. Can you come up too, Jake? And maybe you are a person that has been church hurt, or you've been hurt by a person that hasn't been too gentle. I do want to say this from a person, I'm trying to be, for one, I'm trying to become more gentle. Okay. And the reason why I'm trying to become more gentle is because I know I've hurt people. And then when I think about how many times I've hurt people and how time, how many times God has forgiven me, it really breaks my heart that the fact that I would even try to wake up in the morning, even having the mindset, to ever think that I'm better than somebody else. Because as I've been promoted in my life and my marriage is being better, it's easy to get comfortable. It's easy to sit back and be like, you know what, baby, we finally made it. But God was like, no, you ain't actually made it. It's actually just starting. Maybe you're in a position in your life where you're like, you know what? Like, I want you to try again. Like, God wants you to get into the game. Like, Humility and gentleness go together. So many people, they pound their chest, man, I'm the humble. I'm like, you're really not that humble because you're not that gentle. And if you claim you're gentle, like the most gentle people in my life are the most humble people in my life. I have a few different mentors that would just sit there and allow me to just pour out what I'm going through. This is why I love Revive, because Revive is a safe space for you to be able to connect with other believers that are growing in their faith and going the same way. Like, the most important thing that you guys can probably learn is how to spend time with God. Like, maybe you're struggling to be nice to your spouse, and and you're really impatient when they want to open up and talk to you, and all you do is cut them off, and cut them off, and you you feel like you have the answers to everything. Well, I'm here to say that the way you can change that is by being connected to the vine. And in John 15, it says this, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, keyword, remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And what I've seen in the body of Christ is that, like, we come to church and we get a word, but then when we go home, we're disconnected from God. And you wonder why we're not filled up with him continuously. And the reason why I say most people, because it's true. Most people don't really, really, really have, create time for God. See, God wants intimacy. Intimacy. We are his bride. Like I have a bride. She wants to be intimate. God wants to be intimate with you intimacy, gentleness, patience, love, kind. It's all together. When you think of the fruits of the spirit, don't think of just different fruits because it says fruit of the spirit, not fruits of the spirit. When you get an apple and you bite into it, there's more than just one nutrients in there. When you get a piece of God and take a bite, you're getting a little bit of everything. I want you to stay connected to the vine, because it says that if you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away, and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. But he says, if you remain in me, and my words remain in you. See, guys, we got to pick up our we got to pick up our Bible, because the Bible has the power to transform you. If you want to become more gentler, I hate that word, more gentle, and that's not even a word. Can you believe that? More gentle is not even a word, but gentler, I hate even saying it, you have to stay in the Word. You have to grow and be in a community with the Father. You want to be in relationship with Him. You want to, whatever's in Him will then become a part of you. And then whatever is in you will come out of you. And then God can start to use you in new ways. And then you start to see your relationships change. And then you start to see marriages transformed. And you start to see the church transformed. And then because those people that have been hurt from the church, when they come back, because they will come back, maybe this church, this home, this place will be a space for them to be able to come and find rest. Don't use your privileges because God has saved you and now you're redeemed and now you're living on this, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Don't use that. To Lord it over people and not to want to serve them. Use that even more so to help them so they can get what you have. This is about God's business, not yours. This is about life and about love, not about greed, not about being selfish, not about status, not about what, how much money we can get, not about how far we can get. I don't want to make it to the mountaintop by myself. I think about the lady at the well. She was at the well by herself. But guess who was with her? Jesus. And he was the most gentle person with her. He could have lorded, he could have called her out. But when he did call her out, think about what he did. He called her out so she would know that he is who he says he is. It wasn't to lord it over here like, oh, I'm the Messiah. Ha, I knew everything. It was like, no, I need you to know that, th- that this is me that is calling out to you. And it was the fact that he was so gentle with her that when she went to the well to fill up those other buckets, she met another well. And she got a drink of that well. And after that, the Bible says that she ran right into the city. There was a joy about her, that she started preaching the good news. So my question to you is, if you are a person that has been touched by God, his gentle, his tender love and care, his mercy, isn't it your duty to go out and to love people, to serve people, and to tell the world all about the good things that he has done for you? That's what we're trying to get to in the body of Christ to be more gentle. So Christ's love can bring healing to the world around us. Let me just pray real quick. I'm a, a lot of these guys to go, I'm way over my time, but I feel like I had to just complete the assignment because God will always finish what he has started. So God, we just thank you for being a gentle father, being a father that can be there for us when we pour out our hearts to you in the midnight hour where we could, you always being a person that we can call on even in the midst of our brokenness, God. For all of us that have been hurt, for the ones that are still trying to heal, For the ones that maybe have been healed, God, I pray, God, that you would guide us and direct us with your spirit so we can go out and be a witness to other people about what you've done in our lives, God. You're doing an amazing thing at Revive, but I ask you to revive us. Revive our hearts, God. Pour in more gentleness, more love, more patience, more kindness, God, so we can be filled up in such a way that when people come and get a drink, They don't taste the bitter, bitter, sweet, bitter, poisonous, fleshly, dark, bitter, nasty wine that we can give out, God. But you fill us up with new wine. When people come, they get a taste. They can taste you. Hmm. That's still small voice. Speak to us today, God, tomorrow, the next day. Help us to become more like you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the people. Thank you for Jamie, the team. Thank you for hope. May people get a taste of hope this weekend, and may it be sweet to them. God, We love you. We honor you, and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said it. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Revive West Des Moines happens every Thursday night at Hope in West Des Moines. And we'd love to connect with you on social media. So find us and let us know where you're listening from. And whenever you're in town, we would love to have you come to Revive and join us live. Peace out, Scouts.